0: G'day all, welcome to another week of the Standards' main break podcast, which is proudly brought to you by Pinky's Pizza Warnable. This week we've got Allensford football coach Ben Price, and uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to have him on. Ben's always very generous with his time to us, and um, yeah, uh, we're very excited about how the Cats are going this season, so a warm welcome to you, Ben. G'day guys, Uh, yeah,
1: thanks for the opportunity to have a
2: chat.
0: Now I just want to um, start with uh, a little bit of a conversation we had a couple of weeks ago just about, um, and this light light hearted about the club functions mate, Um, you seem to love them, I was saying that you seem to rave about uh, the the functions Allensford has um, all the time um, when we have a bit of a chat about that, so um, I just wanted to ask you if you could expand a bit on uh, some of the the things the club does uh, on the social side of things and, and why that's so special.
1: Mostly um, uh, to the social aspect of the footy club, especially being a country footy club and a uh, single-team town, as much as Alan's for these, the social aspect's really strong uh, for that community base. The, um, it, it's really hard. Like uh, If they took as much enthusiasm into a sacky, some of the footballers, as they do to a social dude, um, you know, we, we'd probably be unbeatable. Um uh, but, uh, look, I think mostly um, it, it's about the community um, aspect and everyone getting together, having a good catch-up, because a lot of the times with the social do's, um, there could be people that, that can't get to the footy during the days where they're working, they're on the farms and things like that, uh, and it's a good chance for them to, to get together and, uh, and relax and, and put all those worries of, of farming and business and work um, aside and, and have a good time. Mm.
2: I guess for you, Ben, like you get to enjoy that aspect of, of the club Uh, Atmosphere, but then you've also got that added responsibility of being senior coach and you're a dad to two children, Robbie and Zoe, age 10 and 12, so I'm sure they obviously take up a bit of your time and then uh, work as a site manager with Metricon Home. So you've got a lot of things you're sort of juggling. Um, How does that go for you?
1: Look, it it, it can be uh, quite a juggling act at times, but I think the opportunity, and a lot of coaches are probably saying this too, um to be able to switch off from work and and go and do something like coaching football or developing players um, gives you that opportunity to really, to really switch off from work. And I think if I didn't have that, um, well, I've been coaching footy now on and off for probably a bit over 10 years. Um, and I think the opportunity to put the tools down or whatever it is, um, step away from doing some quotes or whatever and, and go to the footy club and, and interact with the players um, is, is quite enjoyable and a good way to switch off from everyday duties.
2: Do you often have in your head just like, like say you're on the job at work or whatever, obviously working very hard, not, not saying you're not, but say <laughs> foot, footy might sort of pop into your head, or you know, a, a particular match-up or concerns about a player's injury or something like that. How much of your time do you have like the Allensford Footy Club sort of taking up space in your head? If I got paid
1: by the hour, um, I'd be pretty wealthy man. But um, the, look, on the on the serious note, you're always thinking about it in the background. Um, work, work, and or well, family, family and work always come first. And I say that to all my players. Um, but I'm always thinking about footy. I've always got either um, you know committee members or. Um, or coaching staff, or players messaging me, giving me updates on their on their fitness, or bits and pieces, uh, bits of feedback, and being out in the community as as a trainer, I suppose. I get to see a lot of either opposition players or, or our players around as well, and you get that networking even through work. Um, so it's always there's always some stage throughout the day where you will be doing something football based, whether it's just purely a conversation with someone or flicking a text message. Um, my wife hates it, but my whiteboard sits on the laundry room floor, and uh, everyone walks around it and vacuums around it, and uh, I walk past it and move a magnet. You know, five minutes later, I walk past and move it back. <laughs> um, you know, all those little things.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing to hear, mate. Um, I uh, I guess I wanted to take you to Allen'sford's form this season. So I believe you three and two, um, sitting around the middle of the ladder. Um, can you talk us through how you found the first five rounds of this season?
1: Uh, to be honest, I look, round one and round two, we played um, the last season, obviously played uh, the grand finalists. Um, round one, we put in a good showing against Kalora. Round two, we were, we were horrible um, against Narenda, mm. Um and we don't shy away from that. Uh, the last three rounds uh, have been uh, e- encouraging, uh, a good win against collegians on Saturday. Um, I haven't beaten collegians in the in my or three years coaching four year tenure at um, at Aronsford. so that was a really good tick uh, for me on a personal level. Um, we've got um, we've got a big month of footy coming up. We've got Dennington this week, then we then we roll into Maryvale um, Creek and Pamua, and Maryvale Creek and Pamua all sit above us on the ladder and if we're going to make any serious inroads to this season, um, we need to get hold of one of those sides.
2: Mm. Speaking of those sides, like who who have you found over the journey, Ben, that's been, I guess, the hardest coach in the district league to come up against? Is there anyone that's on game day just really tactically savvy that you've sort of, that they're always sort of making moves or, you know, keeping you on your toes? Um,
1: I... I suppose in every game, there's times where you can win and lose them. Um, noticeably, coaching directly against a coach, I haven't probably had anyone as tough as, um, as Nick Hunt from Tim Boone a couple of years ago. Um, I went away from a game. We played it at Alansford, and I actually said to the committee, Deadset got our coached." Um, we probably had the team, but I just, yeah, I was in awe of, of what he was able to do to combat everything I did. Um, and taking nothing away from all the other coaches in the comp. Um, sometimes you, 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 you'll you have a football side that'll go out 21 versus 21 and you'll match up really well. That's when the coaching tactics come into it. Sometimes we just haven't had the cattle and we've been run over. So, um, But, yeah, Mick, Mick was probably one of the ones that day I, um, I sat back and had a, a good hard look at myself. Absolutely. Mm.
0: Uh, we're talking to Ben Price here, he's the said footy coach, and you're listening to The Main Break, which is brought to you by Pinky's Pizza, Warnable. Ben, just picking up on that as well, um, obviously that's a, it's a coach you found um, really impressive. Um, what about players in the league that, um, that you sort of have to scratch your head over and um, put a bit of work into nullifying?
1: Um. Look, there's there's plenty of them, um, mm. and whether they've been continual district league players or whether they've been Hamden League players, come in um, uh, every other week. And you know, when I've coached against Jace Rowan, uh, whether he's been the coach or the player, I, I've never been able to have a player that can play on him. Um, but you'll have plenty of Hamden League guys say the same thing. So um, he, he was probably by far one of the best or one of the hardest to match up on. Um, he, he was he was pretty good.
2: Yeah, it's pretty sad to see. He's probably got a long stint on the sidelines now with that shoulder injury. He looked good. At, I saw him round two for Warnable against Hamilton, and he looked a million dollars. And then obviously the next week, um, he he hurt the shoulder. So yeah, pretty pretty devastating news for him and the Blues.
0: Mm.
1: It's amazing, in that He um obviously a superstar at any level, and he hurt his shoulder. He was actually laid up in the hospital bed next to our um. <laughs> My football manager on the same day, Nathan Adams, mm. who uh, I had him do the run for half a game and he had a little heart flutter and uh, ended up in hospital that night.
0: Mm. Um,
1: and Jason was in the bed next to him and then uh, on Monday morning, uh, Jason works for Shojin Concreting, and he was on one of our building sites uh, prepping up a slab Jeez. in a sling.
2: That's a <laughs> good idea.
1: So that sort of <laughs> and, uh, yeah, gives you a good understanding of what the guys like.
2: So yeah, definitely, well, think, hopefully, um Nathan Adams is all, all well and good now too. Mm. Yeah, nah, he's
1: upright and uh, back to his normal self. No
0: worries. Yeah, um, Ben, we might take this opportunity to ask you a bit about injuries. Um, it's something uh, Sean and I reported over the weekend, and we we ended up with um, yeah, like some great contests, but a lot of injuries out of them. Um, I was at the Pamura and Merivale match, and I think there was two pretty serious wrist injuries. But um, that's on top of obviously yourselves had Tyler Munji and um, with a concussion a few weeks back and. Um, maybe it is just the year off and we're not as used to it, but, um, it just seems like there's a lot of injuries happening, um, around the place. And, um, when I talked to Mirabel coach Josh Toby about it, he thought, yeah, that the COVID year probably had a bit to, in, to do with how many injuries we're having at the moment. Uh, do you have a perspective on, on that, mate? Do you think there's a lot of injuries happening at the minute? I, I look, I, I, don't
1: know whether there's any more injuries than other seasons, um, I mean, soft tissue, you could definitely relate to, to having the year off. Um, but some of them are, are breaks and fractures and, and things like that. They're not sort of um, injury. They've, they've come from impact. So it's just the contest. Hmm. Um, I reckon to get a good understanding of it, go and talk to the crew up at the emergency department, and I guarantee hmm. you on round one uh, every season, there's footballer and netballer coming in uh, through the door in a fairly steady stream. So, yeah. um it's Look, injuries are part of the game. Uh, obviously, the, the head knocks and that, we're taking a stronger stance on these days. Uh, Tyler was one of them. Um, and we had um, uh, Brighton Chubb uh, the week before last as well, who who um, played the game of football. But then our trainers assessed him at the end of the day and identified that he may have had some concussion. He went up to hospital. They gave him the all-clear uh, he went again on Tuesday, got another all-clear from his doctor. But um, to his credit, uh, this week uh, against Collegians, he said, look, I'm going to have the week off um, just to make, get everything right and make sure I'm OK, so, which was, was really good. So people are understanding now that it is a serious concern.
2: That's obviously a changing of the guard too, isn't it? Like back in the day, that probably wouldn't have been a consideration. And like People from above probably would have had to tell that player, no, you're out now. I guess that's promising that he did it off his own bat.
1: It's a strange one. Back when I was playing footy, you didn't tell your coach if you were injured. Mm. Um, you turn up to use night training and, and try and work through it without sort of showing too much, too much injury or anything like that so you didn't miss out on the game. So um, these days, we, we're a bit more um, cautious of our injured players and we make sure they're getting the right treatment. Um, from either our staff or, or proper medical treatment before we even consider them going back on the track.
0: So, Yeah, I just wanted to take you to a, another um, pretty big sort of issue in the the game issue, mate, which is about the, the footy numbers. Um, I've done a few stories about uh, some junior teams and, um, yeah, lacking numbers and, and wanting more participants. And then we have in the past had senior teams like Port Ferry, for example, in the Hamden League, that's um, struggled with numbers in recent seasons. So, uh, in the reserves, um, so I just wondered: Have you had trouble um, getting numbers out at Allensford this season or in recent seasons?
1: Well, since I've been there, we we haven't. Um, I've always noticed we've had a really good base of of players, and look, they a lot of them get turned over, especially through the two side. But I, um, you know, I have noticed that. Numbers are really strong. At junior level, um, every other year, you know, one of the sides will have an issue with numbers, uh, especially through our under-15s and 18s. Um, but um, the main sorry about that, um, <laughs> The main issue I suppose we've had um, is with our junior footballers. Senior numbers and reserve numbers are fine. Um, our under-12 numbers have always been good. The for community is quite quite uh, vibrant so they've got a primary school out there so you know that's that's all all been good it's just I suppose and I spent time at Port Fairy coaching um mm-hmm. and the problem over there we, we always had was the secondary no secondary school so when mm-hmm. the kids left the under 16 level or under 18 level or, or got to under 18 level they preferred to play with their friends based in Warrnambool mm-hmm. um so then you lose that feeder from your under 18s through your reserves and seniors and it, and it, and it always been a
0: a hassle over there at Port, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, we're trying to do an opinion piece each week and I, I just suggested to you mine a couple of weeks ago that maybe if we reduce the time commitment involved with being in a reserves team or a junior team, that being like perhaps we have some more buys within the season or, um, you know, we reduce the um, the game time or like the quarter lengths or, yeah, just things that actually just reduce a participant's um, a commitment to be involved, um, do you, do you, like, you obviously notice that other clubs that struggle with numbers at times, um, do you have any thoughts on what we could do overall to, uh, I guess, uh, address the issue that seems to be in some pockets?
1: I, I think, and, and this is purely my opinion only, and mm. other people might have thought of it as well, but, um, I, I think the Hamden League being the Premier League around, um, doesn't need a reserve side. Mm. And I think, you know, if you had Hammond League senior footy, maybe an under-19 Hammond League sort of premier group of, of, you know, of the the better kids, and Mm. then you had your feeder teams coming from the district league that would support the Hammond League senior sides, So, you know, week week in, week out, if they're looking to top up numbers or they've got injuries at senior level, they either go to their under-19 group, where most of them are probably fine to play senior footy anyway and and are, um, or you've got that affiliation with a district league club that then provides that extra bit of depth for them. And just have a, a senior reserve comp, at district league level, but have the Hammond League level as a, as a senior and under-19 group.
2: How would you, in that instance, Ben, pick which clubs would be affiliated with which? Have you got a, an idea of how that could work? <laughs>
1: Tough question. <laughs> um, look, it purely be zoning. I know, uh, I, not that I know enough about it, but I know they do something like it down in the Geelong Comp. Okay. Um, and through the, um, through the GFL and then the district league, um, so where, yeah, you can basically have uh, a squad, I suppose, and then select from there. But affiliation could be zoned, but ultimately, um, it would take two or three years to get that zoning right as well. Mm. Um, you know, if you had, say, a South Warnable was affiliated with, with a Merivale and a Collegians, something like that, mm. um, you know, that would work. So you, you potentially have a couple of clubs that help a league club. But, it, it, yeah, it could be totally fanciful as well. We've so.
2: <laughs> always got to but, be you know,
1: on our if, feet. If, if absolutely. If no one's thinking of it, what's going to happen is there's going to be clubs disappear quicker than you know. So mm. um, it's about being proactive and, and you're better to throw up a crazy idea and have people knock it on the head mm. than uh, then have nothing at all and see football waste away. Mm.
0: And it's something I mean, that's come up a bit this season in my mind, because obviously through the cricket, we lost the GCA recently, which has had a long history. So, um, yeah, it's obviously not just footy.
1: Yeah, that's right. And, and I'd spent a bit of time out in the um, Grassmere Cricket Association at Woolsthorpe myself, and, and it is sad to see those outlying clubs go because um, especially now, like, the pubs had a huge upgrade out there at woolsthorpe there, There's a good little community out there, but unfortunately... Um, the numbers are just dwindling, so mm. sport in general is being affected. There's a lot more other things to do too these days, so it's it's hard to um, to encourage the kids to you know to play the traditional cricket, footy, tennis when there's so many other things to do. I suppose.
0: Mm. Well, mate, we might just uh, just finish on this question. That uh, yeah, obviously, um, I think you've you've finished. Uh, in your time, I think it's your fourth season, but, uh, yeah, third actual season because of the COVID last year. But the Cats have come seventh in 2018, sixth in 2019. So you're on the cusp of that um, finals berth. Um, What do you feel, what's sort of part of the next step for you in the remainder of this season, and hopefully getting that top five? Um, Just for the consistency, uh, we've got
1: a really good group now um, of... of Older guys, we had a huge gap, um, age gap there, and it's just those sort of two, two to three seasons that the boys have put together. Um, when I, um, when I was coaching with Shane Traufel, he always sort of said that if the guys can get fifty to eighty to hundred games of footy together, you'll start winning more games of footy than you'll lose. Um, and I think you know we, you know we've we're primed for a for a crack at a at a top five spot this season. But it's probably the next two or three um, that will be the defining factor, I suppose. But this is—you've you know, got to have a launching pad, and we and we started that, like I said to the committee a couple of years ago. We've got a launching pad. We won't go below it, um, and we'll try and uh, try and grow from it. So, and we are, you know, and it's it's a slow burn and small steps, but um, but it's happening,
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it sounds very positive, mate. Um, thank you so much uh, to Ben Price for joining us here on the main break. Uh, once again, thanks to the sponsor, Pinky's Pizza Warnable. They've got a great range of pizza, pasta, ribs, wings, wedges and lots more available, so go and check them out. Ben, thanks so much for jumping on. We, um, we love hearing your perspectives and honesty and we wish, wish you the best of luck for uh, season 2021. No worries, guys. Thanks for the
1: opportunity for chat.
2: Thanks, Ben.